King, you have summoned me. What is it? Take this here vibranium to the Brother Miles as a gift from the people of Wakanda. Go and bring him the vibranium mic. He will use it wisely. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's absolutely nothing. What did you do before you were named a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have there? Ask Professor Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles, and he'll tell you like it really is. You can shackle the hands of black people. You can jail the bodies of black people. But you cannot shackle or jail the minds of black people. Rise up, black man, black woman, and reach to go back to Africa. My father was a Garveyite. Thus, Marcus Garvey can be thought of as my grandfather. But when you say, I've read in... Dr. Ben's book, or I've read in Dr. Ivan Van Sertima's book, or I've read in Professor Maurice Miles Martinez's book, they say, don't speak that information in here. Brothers and sisters, speak your truth to the world. Brother Miles, the black man's truth is here. The Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. History is a clock that people use to tell their political, economic, and cultural time of day. Brother Miles, the relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. Free at last and proud to be black. One day, Miles will be free at last. Hey, Brother Miles. That was really great, man. I'm impressed. Welcome to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, the place where black history, hip-hop, and spoken word come together. I'm your host, Maurice Miles Martinez, also known as MC Brother Miles. At the end of each podcast, we have an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself. Last week in Season 2, Episode 23 of this podcast, I did an entire tribute of poetry and rhymes for my father who made his transition to become an ancestor recently he is also featured on the show reading poetry and doing some of the radio that he did back in the day as marty most from the gulf coast he produced the first definitive documentary on the black indians of new orleans and he was only the second african-american to publish a photo book called new orleans blues which is also a poetry book so definitely check that out season two episode 23 when you have a chance it's a long show but it is definitely worth the listen i have several poems and rhymes that i performed on that show which is much longer than the usual show but I know that you will definitely enjoy that one. Today I'm going to be discussing African astronomy in Kenya and West Africa. Now this astronomy was very advanced in both of these regions. However, this type of astronomy is really rooted in ancient Egypt originally, although the focus here is on Africans in Kenya in 300 BC. They developed their own astronomical observatory with a series of stone pillars at a site called Normortunga. Now, what they did was they determined, scientists later, that each stone in this observatory was lined up with a star as it sat in the sky in the year 300 BC. There were many examples of this, such as when they looked at various numbered stones. So, for example, one was named stone number 18, and when they used this as a sighting point, then they were able to observe the star Bellatrix, which was lined up with stone 17. 
And this process of alignment continued. For example, stone 16 was aligned with constellation Orion. And stone 15 was aligned with the star Sirius. And so on and so forth with all the other stones. And what was remarkable about this astronomical observatory in Kenya was that every single stone, with the exception of only one, was aligned with the star or star system. And this showed that this was not just a random pattern. It demonstrated that these pillars that existed at Nomuratunga actually aligned with the stars. So here we see a great example, more than 2,300 years old, of Africans engaging in astronomical activity in Kenya. Now I just mentioned Sirius as it was related to Kenya. But there's a star that has an orbit around Sirius that you can't see with the human eye. You need a telescope to see it. And in the 1930s, an anthropologist went among the Dogon in West Africa, the Dogon of Mali, and they drew the elliptical orbit of Sirius B. Sirius B has a 50-year orbit around Sirius A. And then they also said that this white dwarf has an orbit of one year around its own axis, which has not been confirmed by modern science. Folks, they knew that the orbit was one year. Guess what? Modern scientists hasn't confirmed that this is true. But what modern science did confirm was that the Dogon reported it in the 1930s and that they also observed a supernova expanding and contracting near Sirius B. Now this wasn't discovered, this supernova, by Americans or Europeans until the Einstein orbiting satellite viewed it in the 1990s. Folks, it's 2022, you know. But I wonder, I wonder if this new telescope that they just launched will finally confirm what our ancestors knew as the truth hundreds and thousands of years ago. Will the James Webb Space Telescope in 2022 give us the answer to this question that the Dogon of Mali told us was the truth almost 100 years ago? The Dogon of Mali and the people who built Normaratunga are two groups out of many groups on the African continent that really harnessed the science of astronomy, that really delved into this field, and they genuinely are two groups that can be considered to be the real Wakandas of Africa. As always, we conclude the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast with an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself, MC Brother Miles. Three hundred BC in Kenya, see Normortunga. The people created a place where the stone pillars aligned with astronomical fates to explain through the gates of wisdom that in 300 BC this was extremely scientifically advanced. Don't you see? Why was this hidden from you and from me? Or the Dogon of Mali, who observed a star system called Sirius B and drew the orbit for anthropologists in the 1930s, where they only uncovered and confirmed 
a partial line and it wasn't until the 1990s that America or Europe confirmed this as a sign of the times. If you had a festival, listen to the rhyme to celebrate the 4th of July. Would it mean the birth of a country that really exists or a country that never existed and just is a lie? If you had a festival to celebrate the existence of the Earth's moon, would the moon be affirmed as observed or would you delete it from the history and say there's no moon. Do you understand this? That the Badu festival says that a one-year orbit exists of a star, but no scientist has confirmed this on their list. None of them have yet the gift to uplift. None of them have yet affirmed or denied this ancient writ. The science of Africa is still giving gift after gift after gift after gift. Thank you again for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. When you have a chance, please pick a copy of my books up from Amazon. The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark versus Herman Cain. The Great Wall of Africa, The Empire of Benin's 10,000 mile long wall. And The Real Vibranium of Africa, also under the title, The Wakanda's Real Vibranium of Africa. And finally, Akhenaten's Dreams, my latest book. You can find them under my name, Maurice Miles Martinez on Amazon or under those titles. If you would like to become a sustaining member of this podcast, you can click on the link on whatever platform you use to listen to it on and it will take you to my anchor.fm podcast page where you can actually support it at anywhere between $1 and $9.99 per month. Should you need to contact me, you can reach me at Maurice Miles Martinez at gmail.com, all one word, Maurice, M-A-U-R-I-C-E, Miles, M-I-L-E-S, Martinez, M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z, at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe and share it with your friends.